Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. What's going on, church? Awesome. I love every time I get to speak here. Man, it's a full house today. Full house. A lot of new faces. Uh, old faces that we haven't seen in a while. We, uh, Kuhau loves everyone. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for the church family, my brothers and sisters here. I'm grateful for uh, my pastor, Pastor Rolando and Lisa Remedios. Um, they're amazing. You guys uh, do an awesome job here. Grateful for the worship team. Grateful for everyone here, all the volunteers, all the leaders. Um, you know, and if it's your first time here, you guys are in for a treat, you know. Uh, we are in our new series, Core Values, our DNA as a church. And so uh, we started off two weeks ago with We Preach Jesus. That is our first core value. We preach Jesus. You're not going to get Muhammad. You're not going to get Buddha. We preach Jesus, the person of Jesus. Not just the idea of Jesus, but the, the real God, the real Jesus, our, our Lord and Savior. Our second value was we love people. We love people. And today, we are going to talk about we fellowship as a community. We fellowship as a community. Better together. Amen? Better together. I also preached uh, uh, Love Thy Neighbor like, last month or two months, so I think this kind of ties in. Um, God's been doing something with the people uh, lately, you know, without church, I think. Um, and the people here, I think if you're here, you're here for a reason. You know, even if it's like you just wanted to drop in, oh, I'm going to come in this Sunday. But if it's you specifically and you're here, God has you here for a reason. He has message. Amen. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to get to the scripture. You guys okay with that? All right, let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, that you communicate to your people through ordinary people, God. God, take my two loaves of bread and five fish or... Um, whatever I have, God, use me in spite of me, oh God. I, I ask that you bring to memory everything that you've taught me, oh God, and that you would use me to speak to your people in a way that uh, each individual can receive it for their own personal life, oh God, and that you would help our church, God, and your people, oh God, a growing community, uh, grow in your image, <clears throat> and grow to know you more. Have your way. Speak through me, God. Not my will, but yours be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We got any single folk in the house? Any single folk? It's all good. It's okay to be single. I went right into it. Okay to be single? Amen. I mean, some churches have a lot more single folk than others, but our church is, I think, mostly more of couples. But listen, I was single for 25 years. <laughs> 25 years. I'm 29, okay? I'm almost 30, which I'm not happy about, but... Um, 25 years of my life, I was single. Yeah, I had a couple of uh, uh, relationships here and there. They, they last like a month or, or two. It never worked out. God never allowed them in my life for long because he had someone better for me. Um, yeah, I even went to Bible college, and it was like romance heaven. God was like, your wife's not in this, in this school. I was like, come on, really? I mean, everyone's getting married like a 21. I'm like, yeah, it's not right for me anyway. So, And that was Florida, so I came back, and she lived like right around the corner from me. And I never, we actually went to the same church together and everything. Uh, we, never, we never crossed paths at ICC, but just the right time, you know? Just the right time. God is good. Um, 
But speaking of being single, you know, during that 25 years, you grow an independence, right? You grow uh, a lifestyle of you kind of do things on your own. And so, yeah, I had, I had brothers we, you know, I communicated with. I have a family. But ultimately, you know, I was independent. I did my own thing. I, I came and went. And, uh, and you have an idea of a relationship. And you always want to communicate and love each other. And, and obviously, you could talk to your, to your best friend about things. But it's different. Um, and so 25 years of being single, you know, I would kind of um, do things where no one would know because I would never reveal myself or open myself up to the point where someone would know, even my best friend or even my family. No one knew me in that type of level. I mean, even in the church, you know, I, I would disclose a part of myself uh, to a certain degree. But, you know, when I come to dealing with certain issues, I would deal it on my own. No one would know, really, unless I, unless I felt like it was necessary to tell somebody. Right, um, and and when it came to dealing with a certain baggage or anything, I could easily isolate myself in my room, and no one would know what was going on. And so, when it came to starting a relationship, which which is the best decision I've made in my life, I'm getting f- a couple of brownie points today for saying all this. Which I mean it though, but you know, amen. <laughs> um, it shifted. It shifted my, the whole paradigm of how I do life. You know, just starting the relationship off and then becoming engaged and now married, it's like, wow, everything that I do, I have to communicate it now. I'm forced to have to share all my thoughts, just about, and all my ideas, which is a, not a bad thing. Um, you know, I was used to isolating myself and it was comfortable. It was comfortable for me to just, you know, not share what I was going through or not share what was going on and and when I transitioned to a relationship it was like dang I have to deal with this like I have to talk about it and so and so being in a relationship it would it would allow me to deal with things in my own life that I never really wanted to talk about or I always wanted to avoid or I kind of managed on my own right um, because I feel like I had it and, and being in a relationship with Liz allowed me to deal with my own problems, my own issues, and allowed me to also uh, help her with hers. And so it, I, I formed my own community. And I'm the pastor of my house, and you might be the pastor of your house, the leader of your house, but it, it changed everything. And so I went from uh, being um, a loner, you could say. I think that's my type personality. I think I spend most of my time alone or people I'm comfortable with most of my time and then a little bit of my time of community I'm not saying that's a good thing I'm saying that that's my tendency and so you know I surround myself with a group of uh, friends I have my church and most of us we operate in different ways but can anyone kind of um, agree with me when you when you were single you were like that or you know you know what it means to, to kind of be that way yeah and it's easy it's easy to slide you, you kind of have less accountability you have to force yourself into accountability because no one's going to go that far for you probably then you know your, your mother maybe but your father but your spouse you know and it's kind of hard to, to to openly say hey you know open my life and but um Liz willingly does that that's awesome um and so how many here, and I know you know what I'm talking about, is when you come to church on Sunday, maybe the next week you want to go to church, but something happens when you feel like, eh, um, I, I feel too guilty or too ashamed, or maybe something I did. Or, um, you know, maybe you were at the club last night and you were like, nah, 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 and you're like, ah, I can't, you know, I'm tired, plus, 
you know, I, I can't go to church. I feel ashamed. And so you stop yourself from going to church uh, when you know you should be. You know, you know it will be good for you, right? You know it will be good instead of being in isolation. Uh, you, you should be in a community where people will encourage you. Or um, maybe, you know, throughout the week you just kind of like, you know, you, you have built up so, so many things throughout the week where you kind of feel distant from God and you feel like you're not worthy to come to be a part of the fellowship, you know, be a part of people who you might feel uncomfortable, which, which is kind of that illusion you, we kind of put in our head. And so when I was single, I could easily do that too. I mean, I didn't at times, but they were, there were times when I wanted to. But I got to have accountability there where I would say, I'm going to come no matter how I feel. As Ruben said before, and I think that confirms what I'm saying. Um, and so, but how many have, have you ever done that before? When, um, you know, you decided not to go on a Sunday when you know you should, and then you would hear all about it. Like, damn, it was crazy breakthrough, and the presence of God was powerful. And then if you only were there, despite how you felt, right, you would have been so blessed. So... A lot of times we try to do things on our own. We try to do things, uh, uh, live this Christian life alone, but that's simply not the way God created it. And it's simply not the blessings um, that God has for us is going to be alone. I mean, plenty of times where I chose to be alone and I didn't go with my friends and they had a great time. Uh, they, you know, they prayed for each other. They went out and I didn't go. And I was like, I had to go because I felt just guilty and I just sat and I licked my wounds for, for whatever I was going through and many of us we, we like to do that we like to uh, uh, sit in our misery instead of being a part of the fellowship understanding that that's the very place that's going to set you free that's the very place that's going to help you grow in your issues but there are a lot of things um, that stop us and prevent us from doing that but I want to go on the scripture in Hebrews 10 24 to 25, my opening scripture. If you want to write this down, it says, And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And so Paul which we believe Paul wrote this in Hebrews that uh, simply some people have forsaken, but he constantly urges people, don't forsake the assembly. Don't forsake. Many people, I've heard so many people, you know, I, I don't need church. I, I love God. I believe in God on my own, but I don't need it. I'm good on my own. And they have plenty of reasons. They could say, this happened to me, that happened to me. And it has to do with mostly people, right? <laughs> and we just kind of want to live this Christian life alone. And it just doesn't function at its best alone. And so I want to talk to you about the word fellowship. Someone say fellowship. And now I want to talk to you about the Greek word. It's called koinonia. Look to your neighbor and say koinonia. <laughs> I'm sure most of you don't hear the word fellowship when you say you want to hang out with your friends. Like, you know, or people who don't even go to a church. Say, Yo, let's go fellowship, guys. When you really just want to say, you know. I want to hang out with my bros or my sisters, right? So it's kind of, it, it is a word, and it is a word used in Scripture. It is a Greek word, and they often use it in, in the New Testament because it's not just a hanging out. It's more than that. But a fellowship, koinonia, which is used several times in the New, in the New Testament, is, is simply stated partnership or sharing. An active participation in a common interest. An active participation in in a, in a common interest. So I believe God has called all of us to a fellowship 
Um, and I believe that there are three levels of conversation. Three levels, guys. Three levels of conversation that we all um, kind of naturally do. The first level is the surface level. Someone say surface level. Yeah, that's the kind of level where I, I, I work at a bank right now, part-time, and they, they, they force you to, to have small talk. So every customer that comes to me, I, I, I say the same thing all the time. So how's the weather? Yeah, it's raining out. Terrible. It's going to be nice tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. All right, here's your receipt, sir. <laughs> uh, or those giants. You know, we talk about the sports. Um, sports, the weather, small talk. But, and that's fine, the surface level. Surface level, we basically start conversations, but God forbid we end there. What kind of, what kind of relationship is that? We just we talk about the weather and that. It gets boring. I mean, we don't know anybody just by that. But we kind of do that just to fill in the gaps. But we start there, but there's no way we end there, the surface level. The second level is the personal level. The personal level is a, a place where I could, I could ask you, and it doesn't have to be with a, a Christian or a fellow believer. It could be with anybody. You could ask somebody, well, how's your family doing? So I maybe disclose a little bit about my family or my health. You know, I'm struggling with, with this sickness. Or I could, ask, I could ask Brother Charlie, you know, how's your son and how's your family? Uh, how's your job going? Is it going well? So we ask a little bit of personal questions, you know. And I think a lot of us like that place because it's, it's not so surfacey. It gets a little bit personal, but, you know, it's like asking how are you, but you really don't want to know how the person's doing. You say, how are you doing? And, they, and all of a sudden, they disclose how they're feeling. You're like, ah, oh, chill, brother, chill, chill. I just want to, you know, you're supposed to say good, and that's it. <laughs> so it's a personal level, and uh, we ask these things, but anything more than that, most of us kind of, okay, I got to go because you're getting too personal now. <laughs> you know, and it takes time to develop that relationship. So you have a, a surface level and a personal level, which I think most of us are, are pretty comfortable with. And the third level is a spiritual level. And the spiritual level is unlike uh, the other two levels because you can't have a spiritual level with someone who doesn't know God. It's not made for everyone. And there's certain things you can only do with believers in a spiritual level that you can't do with other people. And those two main things, number one is prayer. I can't, I can't share those deep things that God is doing with someone who doesn't know God. They won't understand. And so we fellowship with people who know God for the sake of two reasons, to know, to know and grow in Jesus and to spiritually grow. We spiritually grow with one another. We're able to share that value. We fellowship for the common purpose, for a common reason, Right? And so many people felt, well, they get together. They don't call it fellowship, but they get together for a common purpose. It could be for sports. It could be, no, I went to an AA meeting because I, I have my master's in counseling. And so I, I sat there pretending like I had an addiction, but I didn't. I just sat there to observe. And I felt like, man, everyone thinks I'm like a, an alcohol addict in here, but it's okay. I'll just sit here and observe. And I went to like um, a gambling addiction once. It was pretty funny, I know. <laughs> So, you know, they, they get together for a common good, and it's to treat alcoholism or the addiction, the recovery of it. And, and others were gambling, and others um, with all types of meetings together for a common reason, for their own struggles. But we get together because of Jesus. And we get together because we want to know God, a real living God. And we fellowship together for the common cause. And, and at this place, you know, we come together on a Sunday, and, and you know, 
which is, I think, pretty cool, but I, I think it's still, in a way, a personal level. I think in a way that we're able to say hi to people, and we do pray for people, which is amazing, but I think, I think that most of us could just somehow stay in that place between a personal and a little bit of a spiritual, but they don't go any deeper. Amen? Am I talking that talk? Someone say preach. I need you guys to pull. Thank you, thank you, thank you kindly. All right. <laughs> and I want to talk about the ingredients to a successful community. I want to talk about the ingredients to a, a community or the kingdom community that God, is, God has established that will make it flourish. Now, there are specific ingredients. I mean, if you use the raw ingredients to bake a cake, trying to think it's going to taste the same, you know, maybe you saw a cake or a cake that you usually make, but you don't have all the ingredients. And so you compensate with some other stuff. And then when you taste it, you're like, not the same, right? Not the same. You tried, but not the same. But there are specific ingredients for a flourishing community that God has established, that God wants to see. That scripture shows us that if you have these five ingredients that I've put together, that are stated in the scripture, you will see a powerful, powerful thing happen where all of us are flourishing and the kingdom is here. Number one. Dry mouth is transparency. Someone say transparency. Transparency. You know, being transparent is is actually being transparent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's actually being transparent. You know, we all want others to be transparent, but we ourselves sometimes don't want to be transparent, right? And so, no one is saying um, spill your guts to everyone. I don't think that's wise. But I believe that, that, that there's a level of uh, transparency that God wants us to, 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 to live in and walk in. Um, the Bible says in James 5.16, uh, it says, Therefore confess your sins or faults to one another, and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And so, you know, there are plenty of times that we're, 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 we're in a community and we don't share things that are going on inside of us, and it could be towards somebody else, right? It could be, it could be that. And, and let's be real. We're people. We're humans, right? There's beef that happens. There's things inside of us that want to cause conflict, things that rub us the wrong way, right? Let's be real. But God has called us to a higher standard and says that this is the, this is, when this does happen, this is how you handle it. This is how you're going to get through this. And if you abide by my words and my words abide in you, you're going to see a lot of fruit. You're going to see a lot of peace happen in your life. I mean, I can tell you, if I let things, you know, get on my nerves every day, I'll be a mess. You know, I don't know what, all my emotions, just letting it run my life, I'll be a mess. You know, I will have no friends, period. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So number one is transparency. Say transparency. transparency. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Number two is honesty honesty. The Bible says that in Ephesians 4.25, it says, therefore, each of you must put off aside falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. And so, you know, being truthful is loving without hypocrisy. It, it, it's, it's, it's not lying to your neighbor, right? I mean, 
how can I appear one way and say I love you, brother, but deep down inside, like I'm just I'm angry with you. I'm angry with you, and I'll just ignore that because I don't want to. I, I don't want to confront, right? I I don't want to grow. And I'm telling you right now, if you live in that place, you will live in bitterness and unforgiveness, and you're not going to be able to experience the life that God has given you with the people around you. And then you'll be one of those people that say, I don't I don't want to go to church, so I'll follow God myself. So honesty, it's it's forcing you. In, in, a good, in a good way of saying it, to community, to being truthful, to being honest. You know, some people, you know, have no problem saying certain things. Maybe their personality is uh, a little bit more easy to share. But all of us have a place in our life where, where we tend to shame away or hide what we really feel. But only, only if we got the courage and boldness to, in love, share with each other how we really feel, we would see... Um, honesty prevail we would see transparency prevail and that itself would allow us to become closer not farther away i mean maybe we don't like somebody maybe you don't um you know enjoy hanging out with someone every single day but that nowhere in scripture has it ever has it ever said because you don't like somebody you're not supposed to love them nowhere in scripture has it ever said you know to um just push somebody away we're all called to love each other period and that goes beyond how we feel and, and the boundaries that we, that we place ourselves. So you have transparency, honesty. The third one is love. Love is essential. It says in Galatians 6.2 that we must carry each other's burdens. And in this way, we fulfill the law of Christ. Man, some of you come in and you're carrying a heavy load. And that if you just try to carry yourself, you're not going to make it another day. So the church is established so that we can carry each other's loads. Uh, if it's finances, if you're really struggling and, 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 and you don't have a job, maybe one of us could get an opportunity to get you a job or, 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 or help you in your time of need to get through that extra week. Amen? That's what the church is there for, is to love each other, to carry each other's burdens. And so most of us are very prideful, and I can admit at times I am too, to ask anyone for help, Right? When you feel like you got it. But only if you ask for help, it would, it would lift that burden. I mean, each one of us should carry some of our burdens, our own burdens, like the Bible says. But it says to help each other and carry each other's burdens when we're in time of need. That's love. Amen? So being a part of the community allows that to happen. Love. <clears throat> Number four. Honor. Honor is so key. In Philippians 2, 3, 4, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition. Can you shut the heat off? I'm dying up here. <laughs> do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility value others above yourself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. I should say that there. You know, Paul, which is writing these, these, um, these scriptures, most of them are the, the epistles of Paul. He's talking to churches who have issues. They're jacked up, but they're learning how to become a community. They're learning what it means. Paul is trying to teach them. I know you know Jesus, but now knowing Jesus, this is what it means to be in fellowship. And so he deals with uh, different sexuality issues, people having sex with each other's you know, uh, wives. That's in the Bible. That's in the scripture. He's dealing with that. 
he's dealing with um, jealousy issues and, and envy. And so we see that as if it's something foreign here today, but this has been going on since the beginning of time. And Paul is addressing, addressing it to the Christians of that time who were first establishing the church in Greece and Italy and Rome and stuff like that. And so honor, you know, we're called to honor each other. We're called to um, not be jealous of one another. You know, each and every single one of us have giftings, but, but if we live in a place of dishonor, how are we going to get along? Huh? I mean, what if we live in a place where all of us were, were lifting each other up and not being jealous and, and, and living in a state of honor where, where, we're, where we see someone else's gift and we see someone else's calling and we constantly lift them up. And I mean, when you live like this, I promise you, it would be such a beautiful place to be in simpler terms. It'll be such a place of rest because, and, and most of the times it's just ourselves. It's our own flesh that gets in the way, right? It's our own issues that, that, that stop us from, from being in fellowship and community and, and honoring, honoring one another. And instead we're bad-mouthing them. Instead we're talking behind their back or, or maybe we're not saying anything, but deep down inside we're, we're wishing for their full as if that's going to make us better or something like that, Right? And so choosing to honor one another, lifting each other up above even ourselves. Not saying you take care of yourself. I'm saying that, you know, when I see my brother or my sister that I'm saying, hey, I value above and I put your interest above even mine. And if that person did that for you, you're both taken care of. Amen? And so we have transparency, honesty, love, honor, and the last ingredient is generosity. And generosity in Acts 2, 44, 47. And this is where the church uh, first got together uh, after the, the filling of the Holy Spirit. And, and Jesus has already ascended, ascended and now they're starting their, their calling. They're starting. The apostles get together. And it says, all the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they shared with anyone who was in need. With one accord, they continued to meet daily in the temple courts and to break bread from house to house, sharing their meals with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. And so there's seasons and times for everything. And their season, um, they, they, they literally sold extra, whatever they had. If they had a home and they had extra property, they would sell that extra property. They were generous. You know, if that, that person was in need and they were sufficient with what they had, they were going to give the rest and bless that person. And so they got together. They were from house to house with uh, sharing the word of God. They met at the temple, or you could say church like we have in here today, on a weekly basis. They were generous with their time. They were generous with their, with their finances. They were generous with their homes. And they gave, and everyone was in one mind and one accord. And God was multiplying to them people getting saved by the thousands. And what would it look like in our life today if we operated in that way? Amen? And so I have a lot more to share, but I do want the worship team to come up. So there are many benefits. There are a lot of benefits to, um, to community. And one how many know when you're a part of a community, it's encouraging, right? I mean, many of us, there's plenty of things to discourage, to discourage us in life. 
And, and being a part of um, a, a community of people who are encouraging or uh, maybe go through the same thing as you or going through, it's encouraging to know that, number one, you're not alone. And number two, that you know, there are people who, who are, are being successful, who are being blessed, and you see their encouraging words. And so instead of trying to run away from that, we run to it, and it's encouraging. Everyone needs to be encouraged. Another benefit is we're able to open up and it brings healing. It says, confess your sins or your faults to one another. And, and, and so you may be healed. You know, I believe that healing comes from transparency and honesty. And being together amongst each other is where we're able to open up. You know, only when we take a step into that direction where God is able to do the work. If you don't allow yourself to be a part of that, it's very hard for God to come in if you've closed yourself off. And now, no one is forcing anyone to say that you have to be in any particular thing. All I'm saying is that it's for your good and it's for your benefit, not for our benefit. Encouragement, open up, brings healing. We're able to carry each other's burdens and you're able to be a blessing to someone else. I mean, if you, if you didn't come to the fellowship, if you didn't come and, and, and gather together on a weekly basis or whatever that looks like, you have something within you that others need to hear. You have something within you and something to share, wisdom. You might have, you might have a, a gifting. You might have your resources, your home. You could bless so many people and you're withholding. Because all you can think about possibly is just what you're going through or, or that you can handle on your own or you don't want to deal with anybody. And so God sees what we have and asks us, what will you do with what you have and what, I, with what I've given you? <clears throat> and so all these things are benefits. They're benefits of community. And so how many remember the five ingredients to bake this beautiful cake? This, the five ingredients that should allow the best out of what we can get from community because I've seen some bad communities I've seen some communities that <clears throat> are constantly bashing each other and, and, and I don't know why, why you would want to be around them honesty transparency love honor, generosity these are the things that, that God is always trying to communicate to his people and says these are the things that are going to knit you together and so, if everyone can stand, you know, at Kuhau, there are many things that we have at Kuhau. Opportunities to get connected. I mean, we have men's fellowship. Where are my men at? Yeah, we got men's fellowship. We got women's fellowship. They get together. Oh, men, we got to do better than that. Men's fellowship. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. We have prayer night. How many have been to our prayer nights? Yeah? We have couples night. That's once every other month. And so we, we have these community groups, all these things that we get together. Some are specific, some are general. But we get together so we can encourage one another. We don't get together to bash one another. We get together for the common purpose. It's to grow spiritually, to carry each other's burdens, to, to be transparent and so why would I come into a community and not be transparent and not be honest 
and not be generous and expect something in return. See, if you come with that attitude or if you are in that place right now, you're only going to get what you put into it. And so if you're at that place, you're never going to get your breakthrough, your healing. If you come and you don't open up, you're never going to be able to move from point A to point B where we're called to grow and move forward, not move backwards. And so spiritually, I believe God wants to shed some light on many things in people's lives today. Your perspective um, on community, your perspective on the church, because at the end of the day, we are the church. And it might not be a place or a building, but it's how we function together, wherever that is. It's how we operate. And so I promise you if, you, if you live by these scriptures, if these scriptures are demonstrated in your life, if you hold them in your heart and you say, okay, today I'm, 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 I'm choosing to let go of that dishonesty. And I'm not saying you have to open up to every single person, but you would start with one step with that one person that God says, I want you to open up with. You know, community groups here is something that we've been implementing because it's not just an, an appetizer, which you might get on Sunday, which is great for, for, for a refreshment to get together, but community groups is a place where you can grow spiritually, where you can know the word a little bit more, go a little bit deeper. You could, you could open up and be transparent, you know? And I had my grandfather, he always used to say to me, and he's a Christian, but he just has a thing about going to the community groups. He's like, nah, I'm not open up to strangers. Old school. I know these people. Let my life, you know, let everyone share and, uh, and <coughs> what's going on in my life. I, you know, and I would always, I always encourage him to go and he would always say the same thing. But what he doesn't realize he's missing out. He's missing out. <clears throat> and this is the part where some of us struggle with. This is the part where some of us battle with, well, should I go? Meaning new people, going to that extra step to getting to know people. Listen, relationships take time. Community takes time. Sometimes there's bump in the roads. But whatever happened in the past, if there was anything that ever happened to you in the past, God wants to heal. And God wants to restore. But guys, no matter what, it says don't forsake the gathering. Don't forsake the fellowship. And there's a reason for that. Because it's at its best when it's together. It is better together. It is better together. And, and, and God wants to do something in your lives through, through when we get together as a community, not just here on Sunday, but things such as men's fellowship and women's fellowship and wherever that may be in your life. Please don't, for your sake, isolate yourself. God wants to bless you. He wants to heal you. And he wants to do it through community. He wants to do it, not in isolation, but through the, your neighbor. He wants to heal you through someone else's testimony. And sometimes that will only be in a community group. Sometimes that will only be in a place where you're breaking bread and you're eating. And you're talking about your life. You could bless somebody else. Make community and these five ingredients be something that you ask God to hold in your heart and that you could grow and move forward 
Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.